right. Hey, we're back. Union of the Unwanted. Big UFO show. Holy moly. Uh, Ricky, what says you? What's up, everybody? Yes, the last one of the year. And, and I'm kind of glad you guys came up with this idea. Uh, Sam, Charlie, and Mike came up kind of with this idea of doing a E.T. Supernatural UFO show. Uh, I think a lot of us do have COVID fatigue by now, so it'd be nice to kind of end it on a lighter note. But uh, but even this topic can get super interesting and go down some serious rabbit holes. So, uh, But thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks, everybody who participates. And uh, so, Mike, I know you have a clip that maybe you want to start off with, and then we can kind of go from there and expand on that. Do you want to go to that now, or do you want to wait? Or- yeah, let's- midnight. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. If you play this clip, are we going to go to jail for 10 years? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I'm only playing the audio, so hopefully they won't uh, get us on that. But Okay, perfect. This clip is from NBC News, and this is the, the headline. Former Israeli space security chief says extraterrestrials exist, and Trump knows about them. So here's a, a quick uh, two-minute piece on that, and then we'll uh, have a discussion afterwards. Aliens exist, and President Trump knows about it. That's according to Israel's former space security chief. In an interview with an Israeli newspaper, he said, the aliens have been waiting until today for humanity to develop and reach a stage where we will understand in general what space and spaceships are. NBC News chief global correspondent Bill Neely explains this one. Hi, Alison. Well, this is quite a story, and it comes from the man who headed... Israel's space security program for nearly 30 years. Chaim Eshed is making the extraordinary claim that the United States and Israel have been in contact with a group of aliens for years, not immigrants, but extraterrestrials. He has called them the Galactic Federation of Aliens, and he says President Trump is aware of the existence of these aliens and had been on the verge of revealing their secrets, he claims but was asked not to do so by the Federation in order to prevent what he calls mass hysteria. Well, the retired general says the US and Israel have kept it from the public because, quotes, humanity isn't ready and the aliens don't want to reveal themselves until humanity can evolve, he says, and understand what space really is. Well, the good news is that he claims an agreement has been reached between the US government and the aliens, a contract to do experiments here. There's also, he says, a secret underground base on Mars where there are American and alien representatives. Now, this former head of a branch of Israel's defense ministry is 87. He was very well respected, at least until now. And he said all this in an interview with an Israeli newspaper in Hebrew. But it's really taken off after parts of it were published in English by the Jerusalem Post today. He says he's come forward now in the hope that his news will be accepted as true. He notes that if he'd made these claims five years ago, he would have been hospitalized. But now he says, I've got nothing to lose. Well, so far, President Trump has not tweeted about this, though remember a year ago, he did set up the Space Force as the fifth branch of the U.S. Armed Forces. Well, we did ask the White House, the Department of Defense, and Israeli officials to comment. So far, they have not responded to the NBC News request, and I wonder if they ever will. Allison. Space Force. All right. That is it. I don't know where to start there. So they didn't mention that he that he has a book coming out. Wasn't that part of the deal? <laughs> they didn't. They didn't plug his book. No. Do you think they were waiting to see how many people voted for Biden? Do you think that's what they were waiting for? It could be. 
<laughs> I, I think we're living in interesting times. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. You have the, uh, you know, the, the UFO disclosure stuff coming out. Then you have the, you know, the black pill cool guy with the uh, Project Blue Beam. So it's interesting. And, you know, for me, man, I think sometimes it could easily be all of it, right? There could be aliens and there could be Project Blue Beam all at the same time. And, I, I you know, for me, man, I'm a realm guy. I've always been a realm guy. And uh, for me, I, I don't know if they're necessarily aliens from another planet. My, my belief is interdimensional uh, people from different dimensions, you know, which fits in for me with, you know, that that clip you played, Midnight Mike, where they talking about made a deal with the U.S. government. Wasn't the whole thing Eisenhower that, you know, you just can't take everybody. You can take anybody who wanders into this forest. You can jack them, <laughs> do whatever weird kind of things you want to them and their rectums, and uh, that's our deal. Wait, which forest? <laughs> um, All of them. <laughs> just about any national It's been forest. a long winter. No. <laughs> uh, missing 411. Have you ever done a show on that one, Chrissy? It's like no. really interesting stuff right there. Oh, yeah. About to. how how like all the all the disappearing people have so much in common well educated german background oh shit that's me well except for the well educated part <laughs> <laughs> somewhat so, educated it's it's interesting stuff man i don't know uh, who wants to kick it off but i i i think it's like 2020s year like they just said all the conspiracies are going to go come out all of them all at the same time and uh aliens are one of them and yeah. i think it's very interesting stuff yeah. i'll be honest I, I wish it was coming from somebody besides nbc news a former israeli military guy i mean was john brennan not available for this <laughs> because this is kind of like the least trustworthy sources of information that being said i'm totally and completely open-minded to the idea of aliens or interdimensional beings and all of that and i think that that can exist and and you know and, and look you can look back uh, to you know ancient texts and the Vedic documents and paintings that have uninteresting things. There's a, there's a lot to dig into, you know. Um, why is it that in the city of London, they're obsessed with lizards and reptilians and they've got statues everywhere of dragons and shit? Like, I mean, there's, there's a lot there. But boy, I mean, NBC News and the Israeli government, like, sorry. Don't, I don't <laughs> well, know to, be, to be fair, to be yeah. fair to NBC News, like a lot of news outlets picked it up. It was a, it was an interview with the uh, Jerusalem Post, and everyone ran with it. Yeah, no, I know that. I know, I know. Well, hearing it on NBC kind of reminded me of that one time that Hillary was on like the Tonight Show or one of those <laughs> shows, and she was like, "Well, when I'm president, we'll talk about the aliens." And then she lost. But then, yeah. <laughs> but then after the fact, she um, those Podesta emails, which were not supposed to be public. They were talking about that stuff. They're like, oh, we got to talk to the benevolent ones, blah, blah, blah. And I don't really think that was supposed to be public. So yeah. I'd say it's about half fake, half real in my eyes. Yeah, I'm not the aliens like pizza. <laughs> <laughs> they love it. They love it. Maybe some of them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't trust anything that's going to come out of the, uh, the government, our media, anything like that. And 2020 was a year where they kicked off like, mass shit ton of conspiracies that some may be true some are not but there's so much disinformation and confusion going on and i think especially with this ufo thing 
I think they're trying to gear us up for something. Uh, they got the Space Force. Now they're talking about UFOs in the media, the Tic Tac thing. Uh, it's just not, it, it doesn't seem right to me that these sources that we're getting this information from is just all of a sudden going to say, yep, yeah, okay, aliens are real. We have these off-planet exotic materials that we're going to present. You know, the Pentagon's coming out with this information. I just don't, I, I don't trust it. I don't trust the information where it's coming from. Now, whether yeah. they'll be building up to some sort of fakery that they're going to induce or they know something is going to happen, I don't know. You know, I've had my own personal experience. It wasn't like an abduction, uh, uh, abduction or contact experience, uh, typical one, but I have had an experience and it wasn't, uh, you know, being taken away in a craft or anything like that. Well, you might as so. well tell us. Was it your yeah. anus? Was it, your, was it anal it. oriented? It, it yeah. wasn't anal oriented. Show us your anus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we want to go there. The right mark now, of but. the beast. Yeah. <laughs> but it was more of a. Uh, it was a meditation um, contact experience. I was meditating and I came into contact with another intelligence that gave me information, and incredible feelings of love that I've never felt on my living existence on this planet. And that's how I knew um, just the, the way that it was communicating, instantaneous psychic, psychic communication of things that I had no idea about. I would ask the question, receive the answer immediately. Uh, it was all done through a deep meditation session. And um, it was basically uh, an intelligence that was not human. And I'm still unpacking the whole incident. Um, but it just gave me a lot of information about um, some fucked up things that are going on, of course, around the planet. and. Uh, that each and every one of us has our jobs to do and that we're doing it right now with these microphones and um, you know things along those lines but it was a very very profound experience and it happened uh, two or three days in a row and I couldn't deny it because it uh, there was a few other things that came along with it that kind of gave me confirmation of it were you uh, like an advanced like meditation person at this point like at this point I was getting there I had not gone as deep this was the first time as gone as deep as I went I was practicing and practicing, and this time I finally let go of a lot of fear and just went as deep as I could go, and my consciousness started traveling. I could, I could tell. It, it definitely was some sort of like astral travel or something like that. And this is but what yeah. the media won't um, talk about. It's just like an a, amazing experience. So if you were truly were communicating with something, you seem to be, you know, uh, acknowledging that much going back to the idea of whether this is like propaganda on one end completely fake or completely true i don't think we can afford to uh pigeonhole ourselves into either or we know the world is much more mysterious than it's simply this it's simply that however i will say i'll be damned if i ever see the media even if they're truthful about ufos i'll be damned if i see them talking about this self-realization this this internal exploration because in my opinion it's precisely what they they don't, they don't really seem to really want that. They don't really seem to promote that that type of inner. They leave that part out. Yeah. They want the nuts Precisely. and bolts. Yeah, Precisely. ever notice how any kind of self-help book is immediately, like even if it's in a self-help category, that comes with a stigma. And that especially if you're a dude, you can't touch any of that stuff. Right. And I think it's sort of like uh, spirituality is kind of shamed in a way in our yeah. culture. That's exactly it, which is why like things like, I mean, UFOs, like it's not only nuts and bolts, in my opinion, as evidenced uh, by your story right there and by a multitude of stories. I, I mean, actually think like 90% of the stuff we see in the sky is our own military shit. Yeah, know, very honestly. well could be. It very well could be. And that's that's the other side where, you know, the individuals arguing the all uh, blue being 
excuse me, blue beam thing, you know, they'd say, well, it's ideal to convince us that it's, you know, military technology, or excuse me, convince us that it's aliens or something otherworldly to divide, you know, divert attention from the, you know, exotic craft up there. It's probably a mixture of both, but I, I guarantee you there's probably a lot more right. going on up there than, you know, we're actually privy to now, some of it being quite quite unnerving, I imagine, especially with the advent of the space force, space warfare. We don't, we don't know, but it is, there's a lot more going on up there for sure. I'm confident about that much. See how much we get out of them from it, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's also yeah. uh, religiously, uh, you know, the Catholics, right, or, or the Romans, like took a lot of the books that involved, uh, you know, aliens out of the Bible, all those stories and all that stuff. And uh, I find that very interesting, man. I find the whole thing very interesting because, you know, the whole game is that we are, uh, you know, specks of shit on a rock hurling through space. A pale blue dot. Yeah, right. And that's really what they want us to believe. And, uh, you know, and, and I forget who I was talking to, but, man, you know, they talked about how, you know, we're entering this age of Aquarius. And I don't know if we talked about this memory hole, but about... You know that a big part of like this movement is to uh transhumanism is the new religion and scientism is the new religion and and how they're they're really trying to push us into uh you know basically trying to trap us into yeah. this realm that the whole thing is that you know there's these people made de de you know deals I personally mm -hmm. a lot of people call the Anunnaki aliens I personally believe they're low frequency demons that made deals with with uh you know certain families here and uh created nephilim you know and you see that right. in the hillary clinton emails where where are the nephilim oh yeah we buried right. that shit right that's <laughs> what they about were talking that. about yeah yeah so yeah sorry my bad <laughs> no 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 go on sorry. yeah i was just gonna say what is aliens other than like peak technology right they'll they'll leave out the spiritual side the, the dimensional side of it if there should be and it's peak technology it's precisely what they'd want mm. for for a transhumanist agenda so not only that but it's an overwhelming sense of hopelessness too uh it's something that's much more powerful than us that we really don't have any control over which has been acknowledged so i mean mix that with everything that's going on uh you know there's a lot of powerlessness going on so whether we like to say it or not whether it's on purpose or not there's some major you know psyops going on i hate to say like a cliche term but our minds are being heavily messed with right now whether it's through the natural release of true information that's just mind-blowing our overton window is shifting uh mm. 2020 really is a banger of a year and i've never seen anything like it. I mean, obviously I'm young, but I, I don't know if any year will top this again. But yeah, aliens, peak technology, they're, they're worshiping technology. You see this religious doctrine coming out. They, they treat science as a religion. There's been a turn recently. You went from loving religion, or excuse me, science. You went from loving science to, to worshiping it. You cannot mm -hmm. question it. But it's the new God. It's trust the science is, is like, that's, that's listen to your dad. You know what I mean? It's the yeah. new, I'm your daddy and no more questions. Trust exactly. the science. And it's like, yeah, what's what's science but questions and debating and innovation comes from these heated debates over time. I mean, we used to have a different understanding of the universe and people were killed for that until it was proven that that guy was right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you wouldn't get there if you weren't asking questions. So there's something very wrong about these people that are pushing uh, just science alone. There's a whole entirely different element. And for Ben Knowledge, your, your story like that, there's an entirely different layer of this under the surface that I don't know if they'll allow us to know. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to kind of agree with Sam on these realms. Um, 
you know, I, there may be aliens coming here in tin cans from other galaxies. Who knows? But I, I think that there are these other spectrums just beyond uh, our vision filled, teeming with life that we can't see. And these entities can interact with us whenever they want. Um, I think that they have uh, the ability to um, possibly cause what one could call an abduction experience, but it's just some kind of conscious experience that they're having. Um, I think they, what they're doing right now, they want to keep us looking outward out into the sky towards this technology, worshiping this technology, instead of looking inward, because I think to really access these hidden realms that they don't want us to know about is through is through your consciousness is through inward and is learning more about yourself and the what is going on um right outside the spectrum of your vision um because i think these things are here and i think they always have been <clears throat> at least most of them that's my opinion well then the question is are they is this mis misdirection like you said pointing up when they should be pointing down you know, right, is there it could something? Be, could be. There's, there's that too. I mean, I, look, I've done enough ayahuasca and DMT and mushrooms and everything to realize that there is a world beyond your eyeballs. You know, there's, there are different layers to this existence. And if you're, if you're operating under the assumption that only the only thing that is real is what you can see with your eyeballs, well, then you're severely limiting yourself. You're, you're, you're almost blind in, in this sense because we've got ultraviolet and you know and a, a, a large frequency band that we that we can't see in but but you know ask your cat you see why your cat freaks out sometimes when there's something in you know it feels like it's seeing something in the room we have to get over this uh, belief that that we have all of the senses and they're all operating at maximum capacity and if we don't see it or smell it or or feel it then it doesn't exist it's very arrogant of us to 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 think like that and i wonder and i've always wondered this i feel like i feel like religion has done extra work to suppress any of that from people they don't want you thinking about they want to be the only game in town they want to keep mm. you focused on them and not even considering the possibility that there are aliens or interdimensional in, uh, entities that you can interact with because if you if you come to know that then th their book their books become obsolete their books become like yeah well you're part of this but you're not the only game in town and right. so let's not fool ourselves into thinking that the religious institutions don't have a vested interest in keeping everybody dumbed down and unaware of these things so it's like on the one hand you've got you've got the CIA and these people starting to play up the alien thing and then you've got the religious component saying i don't know what you're talking about we're the only game you know yeah. don't don't listen to that that's the devil. yeah you know? yeah couldn't you couldn't you also make the argument of the non because the thing is about the religious people anybody who's religious uh one thing they all have in common even if they disagree with like specifics is they they all believe in supernatural they believe in spirituality supernatural healing healing, things beyond our understanding. So I think, and, and you could even make the case that it's the opposite uh, is the concern, is the fact that they want us not to be religious or spiritual or believe in the supernatural. They want us to believe in science, that this is the only thing, like everything's black or white, mm -hmm. you know, everything you can touch, smell, see, that's the only thing that exists and everything else is bullshit. And I think- Have, when, yeah. have you noticed the infighting in the UFO community? I mean, yeah. it's either nuts or bolts or metaphysical. They don't 
they don't want to coexist and study each other and come together and study both at the same time. They want the two separated. So I think that's where the, the, the answer lies somewhere in between and they don't want us going there. For Just yes. want to mention that. Yeah, the community seems very divided. <clears throat> the ones with the nuts and bolts, they want evidence for all this stuff. You know, their, their UAP task force has to come up with all this evidence, but they're ignoring all the, the consciousness aspect of it. And they think that anyone talking about that should be you know, it shouldn't be counted. How can you just throw that all in the bucket? I mean, I mean, we've been studying this for 10, 20 years, looking at for disclosure, all that kind of stuff. And now that it's coming, it's almost, you could argue that it's here. Because I always thought disclosure was not the government, but the media and the scientific community to acknowledge the mystery. That was it. Just acknowledge that it's there and we need to study it more. Yeah. You know, and now it's here. I don't believe any of it. I can't believe, I, I believe my friend who I go out and, CE5 with and look and try and make contact. And I wasn't there the day he had a download and he can see the, the energy lines of the earth and the invisible realm that you guys are talking about full of entities and a trip to the spacecraft and all this. I believe him more than anything I see on the, in the media or the so-called scientific community that wants to be able to measure the stuff that you can't even measure. How are you even going to confirm all these things? Like he, he, he just can't do it. Yeah, there's an overall conditioning uh, for us to not trust ourselves and our peers. It's like, don't trust your own body to heal itself. Don't trust your own body to fight off a virus. Like, don't trust yourself to rely on herbs or healthy eating to be healthy. No, you have to rely on science, big pharma, uh, big tech even to know how to cure yourself or, or what to do when you have symptoms. And same thing, like divide, 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 UFO community, any community they can divide, I think they're finding a way so that, and then you trickle in the UFO stuff. It's like, okay, they're going to see, they're seeing how we all react to like masks and the virus stuff, who's complying, who's following along. And maybe they're trickling in the UFO info so that they can kind of like start to steer the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, Oh, sorry. Go on. Sorry. I was just going to say like it, to me, it all comes down to the idea of consciousness. Like even when you're arguing over nuts and bolts, UFO versus spiritual UFOs or something like, um, it's, I, it's kind of funny. The same argument is happening in the Bigfoot community because even with something <laughs> like Bigfoot, there's people arguing whether it's an animal or like a paranormal shape-shifting yeah. thing. Or human. And, Oh, that's just Larry. He's drunk. But like in general, the consensus is with UFOs and with Bigfoot, it's kind of both. Like they can leave footprints. They can leave landing marks from the UFO. I don't know. Like there can be physical evidence, but there's a, a higher component or a consciousness component. And even like when you dig up the CIA documents or hear the whistleblowers, they say even to steer a UFO, you have to use consciousness. So... The, the consciousness thing is is really key for the whole spectrum. Well, I want to mention something too because I put this in my first book. It's a conversation between um, Jan Harzen, who's the head of MUFON, and Ben Rich, who's the head of Lockheed Skunk Works. And Ben mm -hmm. Rich gave this presentation at UCLA in '94, I think. And Jan Harzen was there in the in the room as an engineer. And Ben Rich said, um, and by the way, Skunk Works is the exotic technology component of Lockheed Martin. It's the space, you know, fuck probably the biggest section. aircraft manufacturer in the world. Probably. Yeah. Right. And so Ben Rich is saying, we have the technology to take ET home and it won't take us a lifetime to do it. And, and so Jan Harzen follows him out to the parking lot and says, 
Uh, I'm an engineer. I have a question. I have a, you know, I have a follow-up question that I get, apparently nobody in the audience asked because they, you know, they're just like, okay, yeah, you can take ET home, but I don't have a follow-up question. So he says, <laughs> I'm interested in pr- the propulsion. Can you explain to me how it works? And Ben Rich's response to him was a question back. He says, well, do you know how ESP works? And he goes, I don't know. All points in time and space are connected. And Ben Rich goes, that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. And so notice- nothing to do with Reese's Pieces. Hmm. <laughs> Apparently not. What a disappointment. I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> you can see the aspect of, and look at where we're moving towards now, where, you know, there's a, this is an older article, but there is a, take two examples, in my opinion, you know, you can take uh, Elon Musk's neural link, where you're taking, contr- using consciousness as a, as a form of controlling a physical piece of technology. Uh, on the military application side of it, you can, uh, there was an article about eventually they're moving towards this idea of like fighter pilots uh, controlling the, uh, the control panel, controlling the aircraft uh, with their mind. Now, they're funneling us, in my opinion, into it's like a uh, Diet Coke version of consciousness control. They're using it for these very like small aspects, these military, these weaponry aspects. Why would we want to limit our ability to control consciousness uh, to go on Twitter better or sift through like trolls better or whatever, you know, Elon is trying to do, you know, let him do it. But you can see that element there. So going off of what you were saying, Charlie, there very much is an element of consciousness control stories over the years of, you know, crashed flying saucers, crashed UFOs, as much as you'd want to believe them, disbelieve them, you can't deny that the element is there of there's no steering wheel, there's no control panel. How do they do it? up here and that's been a repeating theme and here we are developing technology that does that and for what weapons technologies so that tells me it's like they're telling us it's legitimate but only if we can use it for this technology this technology well what else can we use it for tells me that there's a lot more potential in your noggin than than they're letting on but that's how they always roll it out military grade first for those we get hand-me-down technologies three decades later that's precisely uh, it yeah, I like what Graham said earlier, too, about not trusting the Internet. I mean, not trusting the mainstream media, because that's kind of where we got with, like, you know, Antifa or BLM or any of these social justice warrior people. Like, they, you know, they took a movement, which was, you know, uh, civil rights, and then they, like, flipped it, shish kebobbed it, right? And then put out this thing that where they're, the, these rich kids are burning down middle-class, you know, businesses. And they had all the corporations behind them. And you're like, you're not really raging against the machine if you have all the mainstream media, all the politicians, Hmm. and all the corporations pushing you behind you. So it's almost kind of also like, you know, we want this disclosure, but who's disclosing it to us? The government, the intelligence agency. (laughs) And then it's like John Brennan and Lou Elizondo. And you're like, Eh, I don't really want it that way. Yeah, I thought disclosure so would be like, much better than this. It's, like, it's yeah. so John fucking Brennan. Right? Yeah. Yeah, what I did John Brennan Brenner say? Was, was, was Henry Kissinger not available to disclose it? I mean, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there that recent John Brennan clip commenting on UFOs? All he had to say was, oh, that's eyebrow raising. Something. No, like that. I, I, I have that actually. Here's a, it's okay. a three minute clip. Okay. He, he went through his long winded answer about how he. he would be interested in the analysis of the data of the fighter pilots. And then at the end, he was flat out asked if he believes UFOs are supernatural. And he says that could be a possibility. Ah, that's right. That's right. So uh, for John Brennan, XCA director to even 
entertain the idea that UFOs possibly could be supernatural is uh, I, to me is eyebrow raising because he I would imagine he would just go to no it's nothing it's just like a phantom or if it's if it's a piece of technology but he acknowledged that it could be paranormal that's bizarre. Yeah. Well, yeah, Clinton was super fascinated with UFOs and I I know that he didn't have the clearance to see some of the stuff he wanted to see and. And, and all that stuff. I mean, the Phoenix Lights happened. I mean, there's a lot of stories, you know, oh, Oswald, obviously. Uh, I mean, Phoenix Lights was crazy because, I mean, it was just one of those stories that happened in the U.S. It, what do you think that is, Ricky? What do you think the Phoenix Lights were? I don't they, know. They love saxophone music. My, my <laughs> uncle worked uh, at the Air Force Base in in Phoenix at the time. He was on, on base. He was a communications director. He was He flew in Vietnam after the war. He worked for the base down there. And so he was, uh, he told me he was fielding questions. Uh, he asked the, the base colonel if they had anything up in the air. He said, no, we have nothing up in the air at all. No flares, no nothing. So my uncle then in turn and talked to the media and the journalist and says, it's not ours. So only later That's did they it. say it was flares. My uncle told me flat out, it was nothing of ours up there. Well, who, was it the governor or the mayor? Somebody who like dressed up like an alien during a press conference? Yes. Vice Symington. Yeah. 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 And then afterwards, years later, he was in a documentary saying he did it because everybody was freaking out and he was kind of just trying to lighten things up, but not yeah. looking back at it like nobody knew what it was. And literally, like the whole sky just turned black. They just saw. He saw yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody. Saw too. I mean, Roswell, I mean, that is pretty well known now that they, you know, the official story was the second story. The first story was it was something from outer space that they didn't understand. Then eventually, they're like, well, now we need to cover this up. And that's when they took the the picture of the, you know, the bullshit material and uh, and then said it was a weather balloon. But there's four stories of Roswell. There's, yeah, there's, the, there's, the, first, there's the first story, which is uh, uh, E.T. The second story, which is weather balloon. Uh, third story, uh, Stalin and mutant children crashed there. Then the fourth story, uh, the Fourth Reich and Hitler uh, mutant children. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, the weather. So many mutant children. A lot of mutant children. Well, isn't isn't what's fascinating that because so Joe Rogan's been going down the rabbit hole of UFOs a lot lately. Again, you know, and it's almost like you know, he a lot of people kind of just said, oh, you know, everybody who who's into this whole this whole world is kind of crazy and whatnot. But there's so much evidence now that there's at least something to entertain there's something there and um i mean even thing the, the blink 182 uh basis you know uh, uh what's his name uh tom, De- tom DeLong. i mean the fact that he actually is like doing work with like high-ranked people and like have all these yeah, but who's he working with though he's been a while to be on my show and i would totally have him on I'm not cutting you off sorry ricky but yeah, yeah. who's he working with Lou well, he's from a uh, military podesta I mean, like, yeah. isn't that what we just talked about? Like, yeah. is John Podesta any different than than uh, Brennan from the CIA? I mean, it's Probably. like... It's, well, it's, just not- pro- it's pretty important to keep the narrative, to have that narrative. Whatever part of the deep state you're on, to have the disclosure narrative and to have access to keeping the private industry secret, because that's where we all know the technology is. It's I don't think it is the government. It's in the private industries now. And it's been yeah. there for decades, and they won't acknowledge it, so... Whatever part of the deep state, you know, they're they're fighting over the narrative. I think. 
Well, Hitler wanted to reverse engineer UFOs. I mean, he was searching all over the world for them. Why wouldn't our military be doing the same thing? You know, so it, it, without a doubt, I mean, that that happens. I mean, w w one thing that's really fascinating to bring up the Joe Rogan pod, uh, podcast, the one that he did not too long ago with James Fox, who, who just did a UFO uh, documentary not that long ago. The, the African school where all these children, and I'm sure some of you guys are probably familiar with this. That like one of my favorite cases right That's there. mine yeah. too. I was about to say, that's one of my favorites. so man. crazy. Let's and, hear about it. Oh, yeah. So anybody who knows it better than I do, do you, you guys want to share? Yeah, it was basically what was in the 70s or 80s. Um, right? In the 70s, yeah. There was uh, in Zimbabwe, uh, uh, Zimbabwe, middle yeah. school or uh, elementary school in Zimbabwe. All the children saw the same thing. A craft landed. These little beings got out, psychically communicated with these, these kids. They separated the kids, interviewed them after. They all told the same story. They all uh, interviewed them recently, again, after they're growing up, telling the same story. It was very compelling because of the details and the way these kids described it and the feelings of calm and love that they were receiving from these beings yeah it was a truly fascinating case well, but what's, weird, what's weird about that is that these aliens took the time to communicate to the children about the dangers of technology and the environment right. fairly <laughs> adult topics right. it's like if i was talking to like a kid's like hey this is how you debug a python program it's not gonna know what to do with that the kids don't yeah. know yeah maybe they just at the moment but it, like we know <laughs> we're all children at, at, at some point it like somebody tells you something as a child you might not understand what they mean or the importance of it at the moment, but as you get older and that sticks with you, all yeah. of a sudden it start, you can relate it to, you know, your understanding of the world. And I think maybe it was a way of like planting the seed of like, hey, remember this. So as you get older, you know, this is important. And when you look at like one thing that we briefly kind of talked about on this show, uh, transhumanism, I mean, if you think technology is just advancing, 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 and then that's what, you know, whoever these ETs are, UFOs are, that's what the the finish line is is these people that's the result of all of that of technology just advancing and us and and technology becoming the religion the new religion where we're mm -hmm. just like must advance this no matter what this is always good this is always good um maybe they're at that finish line saying hey like save yourselves <laughs> don't be like us yeah, yeah. well they and suck or, at communicating or or maybe they just fucked up and crashed and they were like on a joy ride and they're like say something someone's like uh hey kids don't don't get on your kid your parents phones it's, good. it's bad for you God, right? I, what what do you want me to say it's all i got don't do anything to their buttholes yeah exactly not the kids yeah they like crashing in front of schools apparently uh the westall school incident was also it was also a case but i think zimbabwe kind of overshadows that one and the communication is like a very specific thing i think kids not only will they be raw in their understanding right no no filter we all you know if you have children you you, you would know that but um they carry it with them they carry it with them and uh, you know in the recent uh what was that the democ uh uh, excuse me, the documentary, the, the, phenomenon, the phenomenon that you yeah. reference. Great, in my opinion, great documentary. I thought that was like a uh, straight to the point. There was there was no BS in it, from my opinion. Like it, it was a great job for the UFO movement. If you want to stick to the bare bones, despite you know arguing for the extraterrestrial hypothesis, there's still something to be. That's a legitimate hypothesis, in my opinion. But that communication is one thing that we hear over and over again that telepathy and it's very interesting that they notated that the they only got this message when they looked into the eyes now as an adult 
they very firmly remembered this, very vividly remembered it. In fact, they went back to the location and they got these these energies where it's like it was scary. It, it was it's scary, and that's the one thing. These close encounters, it it can traumatize somebody. And the more you learn about the phenomenon, the 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 more real it becomes, but also the the scarier it becomes because it gives you that sense of hopelessness. But it's interesting. The one little girl, now an adult, had described the feeling of trying to break away from this like it's like they zoned in with this this telepathy and, and she had a difficult time breaking away from it kind of like uh, describing the idea of like snapping out of it so you know there's some theories floating around as to what's with the school i mean i i think it's a minority of cases you have westall you have zimbabwe and um those are the main close encounters of of ufos or crafts that include sandy hook yeah <laughs> <laughs> confirmed and uh you know it's just very interesting you have to wonder if there is a motive it could be an accident uh but they came to quite the gentle landing there and they just kind of zipped around their little craft you know did their thing and uh hey the world's gonna end technology sucks all right we're out of here and they just <laughs> i don't know man i don't know what to make of it well, but the interesting thing too is the pictures the kids drew like that yes. they're not very good at, at, at drawing so but you could kind of see the idea and if you look at like every story of not every i'm sure there's probably some exceptions to the rule but just about every story that i'm aware of the aliens always look somewhat the same like no genitals real skinny big head uh and whatnot i mean obviously i guess we jumped to the conclusion that as time goes by and as we need less of our physical abilities and more of our mental abilities our body will transform into that right i mean that's what uh, they, th- that's why they say, you know, you look at our primitive ancestors, their fingers are longer and whatnot, and, and certain things are different because as we don't need those physical abilities, our body adapts. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it is interesting that they all co- come to the same conclusion or have the same um, either, I don't, I don't know, experience. It's either the same t- people who are interacting with everybody or is that just what everybody in the future looks like or it's not the future like you said it's an other dimension or whatnot but like charlie said i think his point is so important uh we have to understand that we don't understand anything outside of our five senses i mean this is you know it's just one of those things it's like trying to tell it's like trying to explain to somebody who can't hear like what music is or you know or trying to tell my mother what the internet is it's like they don't understand there's no getting through to them so it's just uh we we do have to uh, and i think it is this very arrogant cockiness of like oh yeah what i see like that's that's reality everything there is nothing outside of this but uh we're very limited yeah and there's something to be said too like when you had mentioned uh like a lot of people i like what you had, had said ricky about um this could you know for a spacefaring species that spends an increasing amount of time you figure they could be literal you know millions of years ahead of us in technology if we want to go with extraterrestrial idea let's just go with that idea now you could argue that that's you know over time evolutionarily you adapt you 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 would take on that form that but then you have to um, take into consideration how much of this is cultural in the sense of the entire little green men idea, which came first, the little green men idea and then the sightings uh, where you're kind of uh, projecting that onto them, or did it come beforehand? So it's like, I like to look at, you know, you could look at the ancient alien phenomenon, sure, but I kind of like the uh, UFO sightings from like the 1800s where it's like they were still humanoid uh, in, mm. in that sense. You know, there was the big UFO flap of the 1890s, I think it was 1890 six to the 18 the, something like that in 1896 to like 1900 where you were just on the cusp of aviation so people knew that we were going to be uh 
a flying species soon, right? We're, we're right there. So people saw this UFO. It was well lit. It was zipping around the sky. And they said, someone cracked the code of aviation. That's awesome. Who's it going to be? He's going to mm-hmm. land any moment to announce his invention. But he never did. But you look at that general time frame. So you have the simultaneous acknowledgement that that could very well be our craft. Maybe someone finally mm-hmm. cracked the code. But then you have like landing sites, uh, encounters, where they are still humanoid and it never did turn out to be us at least no one admitted to it so i would argue i guess that the little green men thing there's a cultural element to it but there is very clearly some type of like humanoid element to it at least based on eyewitness accounts dating back to uh the latter half of the 1800s it's interesting there's also the theory uh amongst some abductees contactees and researchers that these gray type aliens are like biological robots or something that were sent here by actual entities that to interact with us because they can't or some, you know, yeah. some type of robotic entity like that. There's also that theory that these beings could be, <clears throat> you know, look like that because they're, they were made that way. You know, that's right? uh, I think that's Philip Corso's. Uh, he wrote the book the day after Roswell and uh, Philip Colonel Corso wrote that and had that term EBE that these are biologically engineered robots for deep space travel. Yeah. yeah, whether you believe that or not, I don't know. I mean, but it it seems interesting. It's an interesting concept that these are basically worker ants. And yeah. if we are humans and we have our own personalities, we have our own way of looking at the world, they're basically hive-minded and they're communicating with us in a very basic way so they might not be able to articulate exactly what they want other than to strap us down and do what they want to do and then they let you go. Oh, so that, that's also... <laughs> probably. <laughs> It's also that like there was a a book by Graham Hancock called Supernatural. I think it came out in the 90s, but he kind of compares like the fairy folklore where like back in the day before spaceships, they would talk about fairies abducting children and then like creating a hybrid or something. And it's and he basically made the case that like it's the same setup where. There's some kind of an abduction and some type of genetic tinkering and then they drop you back off and you can get stuck in their world or whatever. But like in the 20th, 20th, 21st century, they look like greys. In like the 1500s, they were like fairies or something and fairies were not like Tinkerbell. They were like, they were just these dangerous supernatural entities that were messing with us. And that's kind of the same thing with UFOs, it's, al- like it's, we- al- it's almost like whatever time period you're in, whatever our collective unconscious at the yeah. time is really ready to accept yep. those archetypes and those images are used for those events. Yeah. And so back in the 1880s, we're, we're able to wrap our head around airships and some of us were able to wrap our heads around just a little bit more. So they were a little bit more unique. But as it moved from the 50s, a lot of people from Venus and much more humanoid uh, looking, but just a little off. And then it gradually transformed. It's, it seems like us, the participants, are manif- not mes- manifesting, but coalescing the image in some way. I like that. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. And that's why in the 1890s, the, these things were described as literal nuts and bolts, like very primitive versions of aircrafts. If you were to look like at steampunk. It, <laughs> yes, I swear they had piping. They described piping. They described all of this. The only difference was they had lighting systems and they moved 
fast. So it's like their actual real nature gave up the fact that they weren't relying on just pipes, nuts, and bolts to move around. So I really like that Jacques Ballet is partial to that too. It's the idea of like over time, these legends are really just describing a singular phenomenon, which is why some people, you know, regard, you know, you could talk about uh, Bigfoot, you could talk about cryptozoology, you could talk about UFOs, but they all carry on the same idea of uh, the idea of like appearing and disappearing, the idea of appearing in different physical ways, the idea of just uh, being, a, yeah, just interdimensional type of just appearance changes, tricksters. And I like mm -hmm. the word participants. It's almost okay. like they are using our own per perception of uh, technology at the time, right on the cusp, enough for us to understand, but still kind of mind blowing in how advanced it is at the time. I'm, I'm really interested in that idea. I think there's a lot more to it and it speaks more towards the idea of the whole consciousness playing a major element of this. And there was a famous, I don't know the title of the document, maybe one of you know it, but it was, I believe it was a CIA document. It's quite an old one. I'd say going back to maybe like the sixties, but they were saying to, in order to understand the UFO phenomenon, you can't understand it without the understanding of human consciousness. And I always thought that was an interesting document. I'll post it if I can find it after. I have it on my computer somewhere, but I was always intrigued by that. But then you start mentioning what you just brought up and I, I think it all plays a part. I think it's all connected in that way. And I think that's only part of it. I mean, that's that's part of the phenomena. There's the secret space program and the human aspect of the high technology vehicles that are roaming around. And maybe they have an access to our consciousness as well. Maybe they do. I mean, when we're out there looking, trying to summon UFOs and doing the CE5 stuff and we have these big flashbulbs answer questions, I don't know. What is that? Is that... We're, we're looking for, we're trying to make contact with loving ETs, I'm not, but I don't know if that's really what it is. That seems like that would be the easiest uh, answer, but maybe yeah. it is, maybe it is the, the secret space program that are, they know that we're all trying to do that all over the globe and they're answering mm -hmm. us with flashbulbs. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I really d don't have any, any, uh, but there's a whole bunch of different, different things going on and the, the collective consciousness aspect, I think could be, be part of that. Yeah. And so yeah. it's play, to play devil's advocate here, like if if we are the participants and our consciousness and our awareness is critical for these events to happen, would it be wise for the government to keep it as quiet as possible because they don't want a billion people to suddenly be consciously aware that they can interact with these uh, entities, not knowing that they mm -hmm. could be positive or negative? There's going to be a yin and yang to all right. this stuff. I if think I were the, an alien, oops. Whatever I'm going to say is going to be dumb. No, if I were an so. alien, I would for sure go and like mess with the kids. I'd be like, kids, be careful. Don't text too much because you're going to lose your thumbs, you know, and then be like, gone. There is silly stories like that, like the like the aliens that made that dude pancakes or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would think yeah. that the government what? would want to control how we view it. Yeah. This, if if it's if it's up to our collective consciousness, then they'd want to shape reality, and I think that that's why they employ Hollywood in that, where they bring Hollywood in there to create a version of extraterrestrials, what is possible, what mm -hmm. is not possible, Dangerous. and keep it within this acceptable area where they can allow us to speculate and geek out as much as we want, as long as we don't get into this real component of it that they're trying desperately to hide from us, like the fact that we're all connected to one another and that we have, you know, skills that are untapped and, you know, we have major limiters on our IQ capacity and things like that. And that, that there's ways to break free from this. And, and, and so I think they, I think the government has an incentive to, to, to control the narrative and they do that through 
Hollywood. And then we see Hollywood's role in conjunction with the, especially the United States military and Department of Defense's influence in Hollywood and how they then we get alien movies where they're the enemy and we're fighting them and we Independence Day Damn. and all the, you know, and they're coming to get us and, and, and they create this paranoia. And you have to, you have to ask the question, why is it, are they setting us up for something, mm. you know, yeah. in the future? It's, it's crazy, of course, or but that it's possible. We could team up with the aliens through our consciousness to fight the real enemy, which is the government. Hey, government. Yeah. That'd be hey, nice. Charlie, you mentioned the, the media. I mean, there is uh, an unavoidable occult aspect to what they're putting out in the media these days. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can tell that they're definitely, you know, you look at Netflix, it's all witch and demonic and all this stuff. There, there, there is an occult agenda going on. And I think it also coincides with this whole UFO thing. Um, I'm not sure how it all connects, but I believe that there is some sort of occult connection, uh, especially with um, what the media is trying to do with, um, you know, some of these subliminal messages that they've been putting out in the media lately. Um, and when you combine it with the information that they're coming out with with the UFOs, it's pretty strange that 2020 this year, you know, the UFO thing, we have this culmination of occult material on TV. Um, and, you know, you look at all of it together, I think that there is a big connection between the metaphysical and the, the UFOs that they don't want us looking at, but they still kind of throw it in our face in a way through the media uh, to try and... Um, I don't know if it's a, a confusion or if it's just a um, revelation of the method. Yeah, it, it, it's there's something going on there. But I think that there's an aspect to it that we're ignoring there as well. I, I have a lot of friends that have hey, they'll send you articles about like, oh, look, the government's acknowledging UFOs like it's fucking news to me or something. Like, I haven't been following this stuff for 30 years. <laughs> and um, they, they'll like ask me, like, what's what's going on, Mike? And. I will just say this, like the, the more you dig into researching UFOs, it will inevitably lead you to searching and looking up things about spirituality and consciousness. And that throws them for a loop because they really, like everyone else, like the media, they want to believe it's a tangible craft that you can get in and go to Mars and have a good time when it's much deeper yeah. than that. And I don't think they, most people want to start thinking about those kinds of things because it's hard to really articulate what it is or or how you interact with it so people just will focus on laser beams yeah like and like, we want to quantify everything we just uh, just we simplify it right yeah, yeah. True. quantified if it can't be if we can't can't quantify it then it doesn't it doesn't exist it can't be real yeah and it's brought us this far i mean there is something to be said about that but we can't limit ourselves to that and if you think about it this conversation has come full circle going back to the idea of the media wants us to wants us to uh, perceive the aliens perceive ufos or perceive them as aliens at all because it, it allows them a, a certain level of control over the phenomenon in general number one i'm a perfect story of that it was ufos that got me into literally the rest of what I'm researching today. If it wasn't for UFOs, it's a perfect kind of microcosm for, for everything. You understand a, a central control structure that uh, you know, deals with these 
you know, this, these pieces of information centrally, right? There's an argument to say that there's certainly elements of this that, that are well known to individuals that, I mean, for God's sakes, presidents don't have access. They don't have clearance to this. I mean, we're dealing with dark channels here, dark money, dark channels that are so beneath the surface. I'm not, a, I don't know who would have access to it other than a small group of people. I used to doubt that. I'm a success story when it comes to that type of material where I just said, you know what? I don't know anything about this. I said, let me actually sit down and read this. And my mind was just blown apart. And here I am today, but it's gone full circle because look at what the media has done. They pigeonhole us just like we were talking before about, oh, you go to religion. Well, that's great because we're still focusing on spirituality, but it's a limited spirituality. Then you've got the other side, science. Hashtag, I fucking love science. And then <laughs> it's all of a sudden, you're only there. No spirituality, no nothing. Yeah. So every element. And there's going to be bad actors that are helping that process along. And then even worse, dividing them within those little pigeonholes. UFO community infighting. Let's divide them in half. So it's like they can never actually get together and really think about this objectively so yeah that's kind of come full circle from how we started this conversation off and science Does your memory hole look like my kid <laughs> <laughs> I, it's an honor like, Sam. i'm so proud of my son I, we got to get a dna test <laughs> i think a big part of it too is science is very exclusive there's a there's a finite number of people in science but whereas everybody can participate in spirituality everyone can participate in meditation in reaching their own human potential and it's interesting what you said before it's like if the aliens and their craft, if that's linked to, right, steering it with your brain or, or whatever it is, it's not, it doesn't run on a fuel. It's like consciousness powered. If, if humans know that there's a connection between consciousness powering other things, it's like, I think that road eventually, eventually leads to humans reaching their own highest potential, highest good. And I don't think the powers that be want that happening at all because then no. we won't need them. Yeah, like the disclosure thing, not only would all the people that are being controlled by religious beliefs, their, their belief system would crumble or have to be rearranged. But then also all the people that worship science that think we're in a material universe where your mind has no effect on reality. If it's, if it's revealed that UFOs are 100% connected to that truth then that structure crumbles as well. So oh, yeah. I don't That's think true. they want to disclose at all, but it, if it's true, it will eventually hopefully happen. Yeah. I think that you would hope the scientists would err on the side of, of just getting the, you know, the best answers out there. But you, but what you would find is what happens <laughs> in the past, which is they just get married to their own version of it and they don't mm -hmm. never want to break from that. And so they fight and just to try and discredit anybody else because out of like, you know, trying to preserve what they, you know, the way that they always knew it. And, and so, yeah, I wouldn't expect there to be much support from the religious side or the scientific communities on this because it challenges their authority on that. And people don't like that. And they react in desperate and shitty ways when, when their authority gets challenged. And so I would expect there to be a fight. I would expect yeah. it to need to like, you know, the proverbial white UFO landing on the white house lawn type hmm. thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, or else it would just be, you think we've got a massive disinformation campaign on vaccines in the United States. <laughs> what if it was, what if it was them all <laughs> trying to defend against us figuring out about aliens? Hmm. You, know? you know, they would do anything to and lie. Our biggest power structures are tied up in science and religion. It's like yeah. Vatican. And then you have all the, 
big pharma, big tech. Yeah. Hey, now they're know, teaming up. He's done a pretty good uh, job of ignoring the whole phenomenon, it seems. I mean, when he was on Rogan there, they, they just glossing over any, any kind of UFO evidence or account that there's, you know, alternative propulsion technologies out there running around our earth. <clears throat> it's, it's strange that, you know, someone like him that you'd think, I don't know. I, I just, I just don't think, you know, he's, he's a bit of a wild card, I think, but I don't yeah. think he's involved in, in any of this yet. I mean, I don't think so. Well, Darren, you had a question about Elon, or you were going to mention about his uh, Neuralink or something. Oh no! No, that's past that. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> oh, I want to talk. Well, tell us about it. Neuralink. Yeah. Tell us about Neuralink. There's theory is just it's gone. I don't think Neuralink's gonna control anything. I think it's just there to sap more information out of people. It's just a mining expedition, just like social media is. I mean, social media didn't start trying to control people until the later stages. And I don't think Neuralink will either. Social media is just kind of getting to that point now where it's starting to probably be manipulative. And I mean, like, there's a percentage of that that falls on our own shoulders, you know, because just as uh, we have this natural sort of affinity to click on things that agree with our narrative. And social media has made it fucking easier than ever to do that. And I think, you know, the government's sort of capitalizing on that. But there's a, there's a lot of personal sovereignty and just, only only following your own your own your own viewpoint and i think so social media is doing that now i think neuralink will for the first you know decade or so will mostly be be sort of sucking whatever data it can out of you and so it can weaponize it a decade down the road i mean mm. the, I think you're right the short story is just to stay the fuck away from it. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with the implants. Thanks. I and, think you might be and, right. Yeah. And social media, I mean, is is a fucking train wreck at this point. That again, time for a big, big step back. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Instagram. They just came out with a new terms of service. I I think I just um. So what was his name? What's that? What's that guy's name? Frank, the redhead with the long hair. No, the one. Yeah, the, the, the comedian guy. The comedian guy. Oh, JP Sears. Yeah, JP Sears. This whole they have this new terms of service that I guess we've already secretly agreed to. Like they have access to your camera, all your texts, your internet history, <laughs> like all your shit. And yeah. uh, I really love Instagram, so I'm torn. I know. <laughs> well, there it's a mode of like for people in the line of business we are. There's like a way to use social media. It's still damaging to you, but there we have to get the information out. Uh, in some way or the other. So it's like, in a way, a necessary evil is the best way to connect with all these people. But I think you had a great point about Neuralink. I mean, oftentimes these uh, motivations, as much as we want to say, you know, it's going to just click on and all of a sudden, you know, it's this mind control, human control device. It's, it's really more just human and tethered to reality than that. It's simple data mining. I mean, what better way to advertise more effectively than to know what people are thinking about or at least understanding their um, intentions uh, more, more intimately. And I think uh, same thing with uh, going back to the science idea where we can argue that science doesn't uh, they're making these decisions or, or holding things back for us because they don't want us to understand X, Y and Z inner exploration, spirituality. But more more reasonably, it's because they won't get grant money for for any of their pro like there, there's no grant money in researching UFOs. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and you're sacrificing your reputation if you're going outside of the established paradigm. So I'd argue that the motivation for them not touching a lot of the stuff that we deem important is due to the simple fact that it's taboo. And then that taboo creates the inability for them to then get the necessary funding to go ahead and do this. I mean, the overarching motivation will probably be 
you know, uh, what we've been talking about. But the little scientists, the guys that are actually interested in this stuff, I'd be damned if a lot of them aren't talking about this stuff in private. But they're not going to sacrifice their career for it. They're not going to get funded. Well, they should. Where's the integrity? I mean, it's, just, it's disgusting. I mean, yeah, but isn't it interesting how now in like in the dire stages of 2020, now they've even managed to manipulate it so that our sector isn't really talking about it anymore. Or the scientists that are coming forward are just being completely censored, even when it's natural cures or, you know, stuff you would, well, I mean, that's, you can't that's, imagine. Yeah. I'm talking about just the UFO thing specifically. I mean, the people that used to spend the most time talking about UFOs have just spent the last year talking about every, you know, they've, they've managed the great to, reset. between the great reset and COVID <laughs> yeah. and Trump and election stealings and Q and mega. I mean, they've completely derailed, derailed the alternative community. Yeah, it's true. Nobody, true, you know, true. at the end of 2020, I would say five to 10% of the, of the content that might have been about UFOs five years ago. I mean, we're just as guilty. We're, we've gone to UFOs as a once every three months thing where it used to be one, a once, once a month staple, right? To the point that we're starting a whole new show just to deal with COVID and conspiracies. And I mean, in, the in, deeper, the deeper, more controversial in stuff. Some ways it's right. to insulate our brand because I mean, we've, we've started getting some YouTube strikes and we've got some current concerns with PayPal and stuff like that. So we're just going to start a whole new PayPal and a whole new website and a whole new feed. And we're just going to run simultaneous shows. And if they, if they delete that one, then we'll just fucking fire up a new one with a new email address and, and just keep doing it all over again. And, Hopefully, at the same time, we can keep kind of get Grand America back to that talking about UFOs once a month and talking yeah. about ethereal Bigfoot once in a while. And the, cr- and the crazy part is the the censored part is going to be doing, you know, reading studies on vitamin D. Yeah. And not actually- the UFOs. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's incredible yeah. how far it's gone. And there's so much uncertainty going. I've never seen just... This movement, you know, it seemed to be a lot more solidified there for a while because even though I only recently got actively involved about like four or five years ago, it's like I was still passively looking into some things here. But it's like you always had confidence that, you know, your favorite people like you guys, you know, would would be doing your thing, researching, putting out content that is uh, increasing people's knowledge. And only now do we have to do fucking mental hula hoops to figure out how do I just talk what about like and talk about the important stuff that I want to just in an honest way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do I make a separate channel? Do we do this? Well, PayPal might cut me. Patreon, oh, shit. It's like, Jesus, man, you're expending all your energy. And it's have not you guys, anyone's fault. It sucks. Have you guys found that UFO discussions are censored on YouTube? Because, you know, Charlie and I were talking earlier. For some reason, I don't know why, but the occult seems to be perfectly acceptable yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. once you get into, like, politics, they go nuts. But if you go... Well, they're doing this politics because of the occult. Then everyone's like, yeah, it's cool, man. Just, you know, it's like, ooh, it's trendy. Moolah, Moolah. Yeah, nobody <laughs> believes that stuff. But, you know, but if you get into like, oh, it's being done for because of rapid pedophilia, then all of a sudden we're getting, it's like just very interesting. I have you guys, because I do some UFO. I mean, like, I've had Eddie Bravo on my show, so anytime I do a UFO thing, I get, oh, it's all fake, space fake, it's blood, <laughs> blue, blame, and that's all I get all the time, which I'm fine with, because, you know, everyone's allowed to believe whatever they want, but uh, do you guys find that YouTube is striking UFO talk? Uh, no, but what you, what you said yeah. right there, space is fake, if you listen to that clip of what the Israeli uh, scientist said, 
the aliens told him, uh, until humans understand what space really is and what spaceships are, is they will not oh. make their presence known. I mean, oh, that's what he said, what space really wow. is. So what does that mean? <laughs> but yeah. so well, you have one thing. outside Antarctica. Ooh. Ooh, my God. <laughs> I, yeah. I did notice it's kind of related, but um, the great conjunction between Saturn and Jupiter, like there's like a big astrological definition of that. But if you tried to look up astrology of that on YouTube, it wouldn't bring you anything. It would bring you like hashtag science, like telescopes. But if you even search like <laughs> horoscope or astrology or astrological meaning, it just kept showing science stuff. Which, I mean, I, I have a sense that the occult and kind of like spiritual stuff is starting to slowly get shaved off. Like, yeah. oh, this is pseudoscience. This is censorable. So I've just noticed recently, at least the astrology is starting to get kind of blocked off. Same, like with, the, same with the Google. UFO stuff. The, yeah. like, like It's not being censored, but it's certainly not being Shadow promoted man. in the algorithm as it was like four, even three years ago. I mean, that's, that's just... It. Yeah. That's it. I think it's all about algorithmic priority. I think anything... Mm -hmm. I think it's not about one subject or the other, although depending on the... Not so much the importance of the subject, but how close it gets to the truth. Whether we know how close it is or not. I mean, look, there's truths out there that we might call bullshit on, but they know it's like, oh shit, shut it down. But uh, I think it's all about algorithmic priority. I think across the board, anything alternative, alternative viewpoints, it's probably a lot easier being in the technology to do so, to just comprehensively nerf any alternative viewpoint, whether it's astrology, whether it's UFOs, whether it's pedogate, whether it's this, whether it's that, whether it, just name it. And, I mean, I can see it. So the Zimbabwe UFO case that we brought up before, that's a fairly, I don't want to say well-known, but it's within the UFO community and even abroad. You know, I've heard people bring that up as one of their uh, kind of go-to sightings. Go ahead and try and search for those interviews on YouTube. You get commentary on it. You get videos about people talking about it, but you'd have to go to DuckDuckGo to actually find the raw interview footage. So you can find, you can basically test the amount of censorship or algorithmic nerfing uh, of each subject dependent on when you search on YouTube, does it come up? If yes, this, if no, this. Go to DuckDuckGo, search the same key terms. I know we all know this, but you can demonstrate it quite clearly when you exercise this, and you could do that with Zimbabwe. Because for a while, I wasn't getting a ton of uh, blowback with the UFO subject, but I started to notice, I said, this, they're, they're hiding some of these cases, the raw interviews of things, the raw eyewitness testimony. It isn't as readily available uh, at all. And the, the key indicator to me that this is like a comprehensive agenda is uh, the very fact that indeed you, you get science stuff first, like the real, mm. uh, what do they call it? Authoritative sources. Trust the science. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> the, the, a comprehensive. And sometimes they aren't even related. It's just a, a mainstream science source about UFOs that isn't ever, even related to Zimbabwe. So it's not like Zimbabwe debunked by, by whatever, Snopes or whatever. It's just an authoritative uh, you know, source talking about UFOs more generally. So I think they're just comprehensively nerfing the entirety of alternative movements, uh, regardless of the subject. I think we're at a real turning point on the Internet here. And yeah. uh, things are going to change. We'll survive. We'll get through it. But they're playing dirty. And we have to open up our open up our mind and open up our willingness to to try new things and whether we want to or not. Yeah, yeah I Before think with I like with like any small subject, though, that's fringe. I think Google over the past 10 years, you'd be able to find like a Geocities mm -hmm. site that had 
good information. Yeah, great. It wasn't the best web design or whatever. It had like GIFs and stuff. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Rotating like, I would skulls. rely on that. Yeah, but yeah. With, like there was a lot of good websites like that. And now if you go to Google, the first the, the first page of the search of a Google page is just pure shit now. Like there's, it's it's filtered and just like repackaged mainstream links and ads. So yeah. it's it's not as easy as it used to be, I, I think. Yeah. Before I go, I want to thank all you guys for having me on. And I think it's really important that we like, uh, we do more shows like these to get this, um, you know, this UFO topic. I think for me, it's, it's like, um, like memory said, it was one of the, the, the subjects that really got me into this. It's really near and dear to my heart among many others. But I think in order to get to any truth of it, we have to have more of a wider aspect of views to come together and look at it. And uh, I think this is a great show to do that. And uh, thanks again, guys, for having me on. That was an awesome conversation. And uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, nice talking to you, man. Hey. See you, Chris. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Great job. <laughs> Played every time someone leaves. <laughs> I love it. So funny. Oh, I, I, I think so powerful. Know, this is so interrelated in regards to science, and and, and that's why even though this isn't about COVID, it, it does make you think of like our current times and our current issues with what's going on with like science being the new religion, and uh, I, you see it with uh, Rupert Sheldrick was a, a guest who's been on my show before, and you know he he's been a part of a bunch of studies that are considered pseudoscience. You know, he, he's done, uh, he's, he, he talked about how they would teach mice a maze and then mice somewhere else would learn that maze quicker. And every time they taught mice in different locations that never met the same maze, they would know the same maze. So there is this like interconnection, like hippie, you know, and hippies would always say, oh, we're all one. Like we kind of are, you know. Mice and, are taking our jobs. <laughs> yeah, hundredth monkey effect, I think. Yeah, the, yeah that, that too. And so, I, and, and um, what's that article of inheriting father's fears that, you know, the idea of, of passing along trauma and all this thing, all these things, uh, you know, d down to generations and the placebo effect, right? So, I mean, it's all about like, the, the scientists, the mainstream scientists are all about like trust science, trust science. And it's all just, you know, it can be explained and we know everything and, and take our word for it. But yet their pharmaceutical drugs only have to be tested against something they don't yet still understand, the placebo. I mean, they the placebo exists, but yet they don't even understand how it works. But yet that's what they're what they're testing against. So that's against true. nothing or something, but we're, we're not sure what it is. So how un, in a way they push you away, they're attempting to push you away they, they don't want you to look at anything that can't be explained, but yet to do their work, to patent their drugs, they have to test it against something that can't be explained. So it doesn't make any sense. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah it's interesting how so many of us came from, you know, interest in research into UFOs. And that, I mean, that comes with a natural distrust of the mainstream media. Whether the cover-up was from the governments or industry or the media, the media was the, the ones that, whether it was an intentional or not, would make fun of the true stories and highlight the hoaxes to be debunked later. I mean, we're all just ingrained. I mean, I think that's one of the things that... It's interesting how a lot of the UFO people end up where we, we are talking about all these different things because we've just been ingrained with distrust in the narrative for decades. Bob Lazar, you guys believe him? What anybody has opinion? Strong opinion, Bob. Lazar? I have opinion on it, and it's kind of like what Bill Cooper talked about. How, like in his book, where later he talked about how he thought he was being fed all this 
UFO information to put out that that later he didn't believe was real. Uh, I don't. I, I, do I believe Bob Lazar believes everything he said? I, th I think he does. I think that you know the. I, you know, I don't want to say useful idiot because that is demeaning to Bob Lazar. I don't think he's an idiot in any way, but in the in the understand the context of that term, uh, you know that that they use people in a, a in a way to further an agenda, and the useful best way scientists. to do that, the best way to do there we go, useful scientists. Thank you. Uh, you know, the best way to do that is to have someone believe that they are doing something against all odds or or that they're they're naturally rising up the ranks of whatever they're doing by themselves without an invisible hand and that's my mm. honest belief because if bob lazar worked where he said and was giving out any real information he didn't want out bob lazar would not be breathing anymore and that's my humble opinion if it was really information that they didn't want out mm -hmm. i think bob lazar would not be with us anymore well would that's it be possible opinion. that it's so beyond our understanding that they aren't concerned that people are going to take it seriously anyways mm. that's true that could actually be they have they probably do they probably have a gauge on public consciousness they yeah. probably have a, a kind of a comprehensive understanding of this is just too far above what the public is ready for we're actually safe on this one they'd be happy for that they don't have to do any like <laughs> you know it's like 9 11 yeah where it's like they actually got to put some work in and say oh shit all right we got it guys all hands on deck let's say it was uh you know and then they got to concoct something there's probably some things that are just so far above the public's ability to understand, except for a few folks, maybe like you, maybe like I, right? This entire group here, where it's like they're actually quite confident. We could get away with this. And hey, that's a vacation for them. They don't got to work. They don't got to actually do anything to shut it down. They're like, But if it was actual technology that they deemed like super top secret, would they be okay with Bob Lazar? going on Joe Rogan multiple times. That's true. I, I would also say yeah. that the, the people there have a pretty good psychological work, workup of who is most likely to leak information and who won't. Mm -hmm. And that they probably made that assessment about Bob Lazar. Right. And I'm, I'm kind of with Sam here. I believe Bob Lazar. I believe Bob Lazar believes exactly what he experienced. And the great thing about this, this information is some of it may be true. It's just that you poison it with a bunch of BS so people yeah. will discount it wholesale. Uh, I believe Bob Lazar experienced what he did and what he says. I think he is truthful what he is being, what he's saying, but whether or not ultimately is true, how do you verify? It's tough to. Yeah. Uh, um, so a friend of mine, uh, his father, before Bob Lazar came out and, uh, and did that big interview with Joe Rogan, a good friend of mine, uh, he was on one of my, I, I used to have a show called Conspiracies Now, and it was shot at the comedy store and it was just meant to be like a, a fun comedy version of conspiracies. Like it was meant to be the worst like public public broadcast ever. And uh, he <laughs> talked about how his father, who has since now passed away, uh, pulled him aside and was like, I have to tell you this story. And the story goes is that he was basically like uh, not a maintenance man, but a man who was uh, who worked for this uh, institute, uh, an institute in Chicago, and his job was to fix all the equipment in the place. So he get called, "Hey man, the printer's broken." He would be called to fix the printer. Well, one day he gets called to a, a floor that he's never been to before. He goes down to the floor, and he walks in, and all of a sudden he's like, "What the fuck's going on?" He looks into this room, and there's like, 
like a, a, a monkey with a helmet on getting like laser <laughs> shot into it. No. Then he walks down a little farther and there's a horse that looks like it's getting pumped with something mm. and the horse is on the table. He walks a little farther and there's this giant room, he says, his dad tells him, and there is this craft in there that he's never seen before. Did they ask him to and fix then, something on it? What's that? Did they ask him to fix something on it? The whole thing. Okay, so he says he sees <laughs> grays on there with one green thing. He sees a, a couple grays and one little green thing. And before he knows, he has guns drawn on him, right? So they're like, what are you doing down here? And they're like, you sent me down here. For some reason, they let him go, right? But he says every time, once, like once a year, in the when he least expects it, these men wow. in black show up and ask him if he's told anybody. Jesus. And like he'll be traveling around the world and he'll get pulled into an airport side and they'll be like, have you told anybody? And they're like, no. But it's he he goes, My dad isn't creative like that. He doesn't make up stories like that. Wow. And this was like as he knows his life has come to an end. But what if it's the same thing? It's like, let's get this guy down here, see this stuff, and let him tell this controlled information that he wants him to know. I mean, it's it, it was the exact same story that Bob Lazar said. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think we can, like I said, with a lot of things, I don't think we can afford to just write something like that off. I, I mean, we've seen the bizarre things that these people have engaged in. I mean, just across the board, you know, with, uh, you, you can't afford to write something like that off. So how are we going to pretend to know these people's uh, intentions with anything? You know, we don't know how they leak it. I mean, what was the one I know you guys will know of off the top. What's his name where they fed information to the guy that was uh, claiming to make contact with with aliens and it drove him to suicide? It's a classic. Is story. it uh, Paul yeah. Benowitz? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, that's there's a movie about that called uh, Mirage, Men, Mirage Men, and it. it's I everyone should watch it when it comes to disinformation and poisoning the well. That is classic. Yep. Absolutely. So, like I said, it's like if you were to tell someone right now about that story without telling them that that is an established fact, they would see no reason for that to to happen, and yet it did. Uh, so I think that's a perfect example of just saying we, we can't doubt what these people, number one, are willing to do in order to both contain information and also can control the release of it. Um, so I, I'm willing to entertain just about any uh, story these people have and you judge it for yourself. I think that's the best way to do it, which is why it's so problematic that, you know, there's just so much censorship going on. Let, let the information go. Uh, you know, it's it's only become recently that apparently information is dangerous. You know, it's, it's been free form like for, for all of time until now interesting wait you know. said that that story took place in chicago yeah interesting. i'm wondering if it was at argon lab because that's like a it's outside of chicago but i swear to god that place is very similar to like the stranger things laboratory <laughs> it's literally in like these woods that is close to where these woods where there is like paranormal activity and all that but that Argon Lab was a part of the Manhattan Project way back, but anytime I hear about Ch Chicago land, sketchy science labs, I think of that place. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, he said his dad didn't didn't wasn't creative, never was really made up stories like that and stuff like. But and then I heard that Bob Lazar thing. I'm like, damn, dude. Maybe he damn. just saw like a monkey with symbols. You know, it was like a wind up. <laughs> 
That's yeah. probably what's in my head. <laughs> pumping the horse, or was the horse pumping somebody? No, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't one of yeah, those uh, movies on. that you like to watch, Ricky. You know, it was, uh, it was uh, like it's some like you know, you know, you ever hear where they like like to see how much of something an animal can take before it dies? Yeah, it's I, called porn. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that is uh, that's kind of what it, he was he was talking about. Uh, that his dad saw that so. It's very interesting, dude. It's very interesting. And then there was a, what was the story of the two guys who were going fishing and they got kidnapped? It was like two brothers. Yeah. And they told us, and I forget the name of it, but it's really, really interesting. And they say the same story over and over. And it's, What's here's the, the thing. Was it, was it Pete and repeat? They fell off a boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, I know what you're talking about, Sam. Pascagoula maybe, or? Yeah, what was that called? The Pascalula? Yes, I believe Pascalula. it was Pascalula. I think I think it might have been. I'm looking it up right are now. These the, are these the Yahoos that like decided the to like uh, take out their yeah. flashlight and signal to the UFO? Is that what you're talking about? They were like in a canoe and it was like, hey, let's signal UFO with our flashlight. Next thing you know, they're being teleported up into a UFO. I think you might be right. Yeah, it's Pascagoula abduction, 1973. Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker claimed they were abducted by aliens while fishing near Pascagoula, Mississippi. That sounds like it might be the one. Yeah. I never heard about the flashlight thing, but that it's a really compelling story, though. Yeah. Like there's a and lot, now, but now we're out there doing it to try and get abducted. Yes. I mean, it doesn't happen. <laughs> Man, I might be. I might be. <laughs> what were you wearing? <laughs> I don't want to get probed, dude. Yeah. No way. Well, I, I think a lot of like the only. a lot of like the overt like gray aliens in a spaceship thing kind of happened more. It seems like it happened from like the dropping of the A bomb to like the '90s, and then yeah. it seemed like it kind of shifted. But because I even think of just the X Files, like that, I would watch shows on just regular TV all the time when I was a kid in the '90s, and. It seemed like back then it was more common, but I don't know where we're at 21st century style. It seems like there's not as many they had to make, overt things like that. They had yeah. to make room for the real housewives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Save so. that spot. Yeah, I think you're right. That's a good point. It, it feels like there's, and going back to the conversation about like Jacques Vallée's uh, Jacques beliefs about like the cultural changes of our understanding, the image of these things change with our understanding, shapeshifter, trickster phenomenon. It's interesting. It also reminds me of um, the Belgian flap. The, the I think that was the, the 1990, 1990, yeah. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yep. And that was fantastic because they also signaled to the craft. There was a story. I, I forget if it was the police officers or if it was just a, a civilian eyewitness, but uh, they saw the thing floating, you know, silently over the field. These were triangular crafts. These weren't Delta humongous mile wide craft like Hudson Valley boomerangs or, or the Phoenix lights. But um, they had the typical red ball underneath. The thing would come down, zip around, do its thing, go back up into the craft. But um, they, they signaled to it with, with its uh, headlights and they flashed it twice. And, and apparently, uh, the way it goes is the thing flashed its lights the same amount of times they flashed its headlights at it right after. So there's some type of communication. There's been a few Man, stories. Cops coming. Watch that. out, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Heads up. Heads up. I'm going to go into a field and just start, like, flashing and, like, anything <laughs> happens. Come on. That would be alien invasion at that point. <laughs> you don't like him? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, speaking of flashing, I mean, like, how many stories of aliens coming here trying to hook up with, uh, like, uh, Earth chicks? I mean, like, a lot of these aliens treat, like, Earth like they're Tijuana. Like, they're just... 
here for like a donkey show or something. They just want to get weird. You know, it's like that story about like when Mormons, they get like one weekend to just go to Rome the town and just get weird and then come back and then they got to churn butter for the rest of their life. Oh, Maybe that's yeah. what aliens do. They just kind of come here, get weird with some fucking alien, yeah, some Earth, Earth chicks. Well, who's the guy that that got abducted by like the sexy Nordic chick? Yes. Like Nordic yes. alien. The Pleiadians? I was just about to say that. Yeah. yeah. He's South America or something. And he, he has like a thick book and it's like chapter 20, like my my sexual experience with the Nordic. And it's like a long. Yeah. He, illustrated. he insists they're like the hottest. Pop up, it's pop up. My penis yeah. froze and broke yeah. off. You yeah. could argue if you yeah, if you want to treat that as like a completely 100% real story. I mean, you can argue because you're right. He did describe it as like the most beautiful like being he's ever seen, which is weird because like it's not exactly human necessarily. So you can argue that just like these things change their their appearance. You know, if you really want to go out on a limb, you could say perhaps it it presented itself in a way that just plays off of like the ultimate aspirations of what a male or a female might regard as uh being desirable within a human but yeah it was funny i think he like went to like a psychiatrist or a doctor he said doc i gotta tell you something this this chick she she took me up into the sky and uh you know the, <laughs> the guy was fucking interested he said that's going in my files and uh he didn't want to like release it to the public but he kind of did i forget exactly how it was released but it's funny you bring that up i was just listening to that one the other day so. it, could even be, he... it could even be like a modern day incubus or old hag experience yeah you know? exactly and you were scared shitless of those in the past but now you know, that we think there's life on other planets. We have beautiful aliens coming to do that instead. I can see right? him getting really arrogant. Like, I, I like exotic chicks. No, I'm not talking about Asian. I mean, outer space is hot. <laughs> Another fucking species, okay? Get out of here, Brazilians. Exotic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. exotic enough. I can give you yeah. guys my abduct abduction story. It's only like 10 seconds. Ooh. Does it involve hot chicks? Uh, unfortunately not. <laughs> So this memory, I've asked a lot of people about this, doctors, anesthesiologists, everyone, my, my family. And so this is my memory. Um, I was probably between the ages of five and seven. Uh, I wake up face down on a table. My hands are tied to the edges of the, the medical gurney, which it feels like a medical gurney. I'm up in the air and my legs are tied. Uh, I look back, there's someone uh, it, over my shoulder, like uh, behind me standing next to my, my left foot uh since i'm laying face down i managed to get my left foot free of its binds uh i was crying uh, in some kind of pain and i managed to kick back at this person and i remember feeling an immense amount of gratitude and satisfaction of being able to kick back and at which point the, that person grabbed my leg held it down and retied it and there's my memory that's all i got that's, that's what does your butthole feel like I don't remember. Um, that's but that memory just popped in my head, and I, I talked to doctors. I oh. talked to everyone, my family. Uh, I, I had my tonsils taken out near that uh, that period of time, but the doctors didn't do that. It's not common to tie a child down unless they're a danger to themselves during an operation, wow. which I wasn't because my parents stayed with me the entire time. Um, I have people say that it's a false memory, Mike. You're, you're, or it's a dream. You're making something mm. up. To, but I know the the feeling of a dream because a dream is like you're kind of molasses. It's slow. This wasn't that. This this feels like a real memory that happened, and it's just like 15 seconds I can't place. Where did you yeah. live when this happened? Yeah, in uh, Akron, Canton, Ohio. Ohio's got a lot of. I know. 
UFO stuff. <laughs> That's crazy. Was there anything unusual other than the tonsils? I mean, could you pin anything unusual, any anomalous? I don't even mean anomalous like that. Just anything unusual in, in life? Not to, not to my knowledge. Uh, at that period in time, um, I was, you know, I, I was like any five to seven-year-old. I, I loved, uh, yeah, I watched the Lone Ranger late at night. I remember like uh, watching the Lone Ranger <laughs> and being scared of thunder at a certain per- period of time, but that kind of faded. Uh, but no other, like I remember drawing UFOs for my mom uh, and giving her pictures of my UFOs um, and stuff like that. Uh, and what did they? Have look you like ever that? done? Um, sorry, I was going to say, have you ever done hypnotherapy? I uh, I've seen uh, a few psychics, and they said uh, you can do a hypnotic regression. I contacted uh, a MUFON representative in Phoenix, but I don't know if I want to open up that door. Yeah, I might be comfortable scary. just letting it go. Mm-hmm. At this point, but it's it's a memory that I probably think about every other day. It just pops in wow. my head. You should oh, do it then. Oh, Left an impression oh, on you, man. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. If yeah, I do, I, if I do, do if I do the, do I was, do I'll, I'll record it and just put it out. <laughs> live you know, but I, I want to make sure I find a reputable hypnotic regression uh, person, so um, you know that it can be tainted, but by yeah. suggesting things. So I, I don't know how I feel about it. Maybe at some point in time, I will. That's intriguing, man. That's I mean, it leaves an impression on you, and it's like you would know yourself best, and you oh, think about it every other day as an adult. So I remember like, I was not alone in the room. It felt like there were other people, um, other children in the room as me as well. Wow. wow. Sometimes people argue like that the abductions are not even your physical body. Sometimes it's literally like astral projection almost, and even, oh. even people that do like DMT are like, yeah, they were doing surgery on me <laughs> in wow. like the DMT. The machine elves were doing surgery on me. So, and that's another weird thing with like the fairy stuff. It's like they're maybe up in the astral, if it is like your astral body, which is getting operated on. I don't know. I've heard that before. Both things you just said was like the astral, the idea that it's not your physical body. I've heard stories of abductions where, you know, the, the typical, sometimes they just kind of appear there. Other times it's sort of like there's an upward motion and uh, they look down and they do see their own body, which is kind of overlaps near death experiences as if there really is some sort of like a version of yourself that isn't there. But what you just said was also very interesting, Mike, about what you said there was other kids there. I've heard a story like that. There's, there's sometimes abduction stories where they've described the presence of other victims there that are just as confused as as you might be at the time. Again, you know, you got to take it as as they say, believe it, don't believe it. But I can't afford to not read into those things. So it's interesting you say the presence. I don't even want to believe it. I want to goof on this stuff. I, I don't want to. I mean, I want to make fun of this stuff. I don't want to be a part of it. You know, <laughs> I always say this is the only line of work. I'll say Too it late. again. <laughs> only line of work where if we're wrong, we're relieved. Only line of work. Mm. You know, it's kind of nice if we're wrong, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing about this genre, not just ufos and aliens but conspiracies like we would love to be wrong i would (laughs) love to be wrong about saturnus and and the pedophilia and all that shit and the false flags i would love to be wrong it would mean the world's a little uh that we're not you know we're not being controlled by dark arts occultists you know that's a great point dude that's a great point i I also want to just say that i believe like i think there's people are afraid to believe that there's more going on in this world 
than they've been taught. And it's very hard to deprogram people. You know, it's very simple to believe in something that you were taught as a child. Like, you know, I like, I've always believed that we shouldn't teach religion until somebody's 18 years old. And if mm. we did that, the only religion that would be left would be Buddhism, right? Or, or, or <laughs> Hinduism. But they got to get you early so that you, you, uh, you know, you buy into this stuff. But I mean, like, if you say aliens and multiple dimensions, like, where does that fit into Sunday church? Yeah. We need because to, like, just put it into Easter or something. Just make <laughs> holidays. Yeah. Well, it, it, it actually fits in, in a little Halloween. It fits in a little bit better for religious people, though, than. What about Kwanzaa? NFL Where does science. it fit with Kwanzaa? Yeah. I would, if, dude, we'd all be in a Kwanzaa if we slipped in aliens and you got a day <laughs> off from work. We'd all be celebrating Kwanzaa. Depends on the food, yeah. but yeah. yeah. It depends on the food. But no, I think like the super rational people I know, like it doesn't matter if there's like a UFO on the front lawn. There's some people that are just, they've got their blinders on and they're like, oh, oh no, oh no. None of that. That's not real. <laughs> well, it takes more you know? work to consider it. <laughs> no, you know? no, 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 no. Yeah. Demoralization. At that point, you can't reason with people. They've, they've been, it's, I think there's something more, there's something larger at play when it, when it comes to that. We've already discussed how science has become more of a religious doctrine where even if you're arguing uh, perfectly uh, compatible in, within the scientific paradigm, but opposite of their point, they will still deny it. Now that what is what is that? I mean, you can say that oh, that person is just stubborn, but how do you how do you reconcile that with, with a large swath of people that are behaving the same way? And I believe it has something to do with just the larger programs that that uh, unleashed upon us in terms of demoralizing the populace. So uh, I don't know what it is like a controlled apathy, like a a sensation of simply not wanting to. And even if you do want to, you you combat these new types of information i mean there's that classic video of what's his name yuri the ex-kgb guy that was talking you cannot reason with people that have been comprehensively just demoralized and i have to say you know some people have had to taken up issues with that with that gentleman saying it's fake it's real but i see it in front of my eyes if you i can stay objective as possible and argue look i don't know for sure but isn't this interesting? Take a look at this. Take a look at this. I'm not saying I know 100% sure, but they'll still shut down. There's something else larger at play there. I don't know quite how to articulate what that is. Yeah. Uh, but there's something there's something going on mentally. And these are all normal people. I look at them as as victims. I mean, I was one myself. I was on auto autopilot. I, I literally it dawned on me one day where I was like, holy shit, I, I don't I actually don't know anything. I said, what do I know about <laughs> UFOs? I said, what? What's on my TV? What's on the books I read? Let me read the primary documents. And then you, I broke out of it somehow. It's, I, I don't even know what prompted me to do it. And I keep saying that because literally only up until a few years ago, I would have been admittedly laughing at a conversation like this. Laughing. For what? For what reason? I couldn't have even told you. Couldn't have even told you. What is that? It's weird. I think we're also um, society supports not looking into something, not mulling something over day after day, night after night. It's like we're being pushed to like, you know, get our every pleasure whenever we want, get uh, distracted at every moment, like not stay on something and marinate on something and like, you know, really flesh it out. It's like, da, 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 let's all be ADD. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, 2020 guy, yeah. was also a year where like the science thing became more of a cult. Like, and when I say cult, I mean like 
you know, certain people that are just screaming like, trust the science or like wear the mask while they're crying yeah yeah, they're there's doing it from like a place of religious fervor so it's not it's like about it's it's bigger than themselves contested and wrong as well i mean right it's more likely the truth is getting censored you know than the real than the science i mean they're saying trust my science right it's because it's not even about it's about like the science is just a word that we've substituted for whatever it is that you believe. But like science isn't about like religion, like be, like these people, when they say like, trust the science, like they're speaking from their heart because they are in that cult. They're sold. Yeah. Like it's about like the bigger picture. Like I'm a hero for social distancing. I banged pots and pans. <laughs> and it's like, they, yeah. they're there. It's beyond like <laughs> rationality or reason. It's more just like fervorous, like, you know, people are triggered and they're going deeper into like, how can I symbolize that I'm a believe in hashtag science or like, how could I show the world that I trust Dr. Fauci? Like I'm going to hang a Dr. Fauci yeah. ornament oh, on Fauci my tree. Yeah. And pray. It's the same people who post a photo of them, like getting the vaccine. It's like, you, you, you know, you it's get people that are, it's like, it's like churchy ladies and, but they're just secular. It's like, it's, it's, it's it's arrogance about their ignorance. We're really mm-hmm. in a re, really arrogant about how ignorant we are. And we've I hate saying this, but we've empowered the uninformed. Yeah. You know, you can go anywhere and like it doesn't matter who it is. Just somebody who's employed there can come up and tell you what you can or cannot do, even though they have zero authority on that. Uh, and that's kind of where we're at too. And it's like, and like that is straight up scienceism. That is religion. Yeah. Like you would have people telling you, uh, oh, how, how morally corrupt you were, when we don't even know how morally corrupt or uncorrupt they were. And that's kind of yeah. where we are with that. Everyone. Well, we've lost meaning because when you can turn your gender on a dime and and identify however you want, and no one can say shit to you, that's a there's a power in that. And I think that's like that kind of bleeds over into other areas. I think you might I, uh, be right, Chrissy, on that. Uh, you're disassembling our very understanding of the most intimate aspect of life, which is which is biology, which is it's different than than be you, you treat. Look, if you, you there's a way of going about this without being a jerk about it, uh, but that doesn't change a universal truth of anatomy or biology, but it trickles down to other things. They are disassembling our perception of reality via the weaponization of science in order to do so and they're rewriting science in order to uh, kind of deliver that you you can see that with the change of the definition of herd immunity and i'm only bringing that up mm, not, yeah. not to, I mean, that's a big i've already seen people arguing with each other that herd immunity has only been reached through vaccination programs but that was literally i've never seen it It, almost as if they've forgotten that six months ago they were arguing about the old boris johnson article saying herd immunity is a bad idea everyone getting infected would suck well don't you just see that you just flipped on a dime just as you just as you said chrissy so i think that when you when you weaponize a very intimate part of that that changes it trickles down to everything else and in the past it used to be class warfare it used to be the rich versus the poor or or whatever it might be but now they're weaponizing our biology against us which is transformers <laughs> i swear to god you know and if you, if you can, chick with dick yeah, you can be anything you want 
It's no limits. There's no limits. But I'm yeah. a car now. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. Yeah, you Shout speak out to our trans deeper. listeners. Um, yeah, for no, sure. I, I, I have a couple. They're wonderful people. But yeah. um, here's the whole thing, dude. I totally agree with you. There's nonlinear warfare going on. And I think, uh, memory hold, you said best. I don't know anything. I think, you know, when you take that stance going, I really don't know anything. But if you're asking me what I feel, I think that's the key to everything. And, you know, it's like whenever I see somebody getting into the conspiracy genre of podcasting, I like to have talks with them just kind of <laughs> so they understand what they're going into. And uh, for me, it's like, don't get lost in the results. Don't like you yeah. are not here to save anybody. Yeah. You're here to spread awareness. And the people who want to understand what you're talking about, they will take the tools you're giving them and apply it to their lives. And a lot of people won't. And there's nothing you could do about that. If you try to save everybody and save the world, you're just going to drive yourself crazy, you know? Yeah. And we see people. There's some people who have, um, you know, taken their own lives in our genre because it's such a heavy burden. And it's like, what is the point of trying to save the world if you're fucking miserable? It's mm -hmm. true. Yeah, you'll always be disappointed. You have to be content with just seeing I always say it's like there's people that can look at the grass move that'll never question what's making it move. But, you know, it's like I prefer to see what, what is underneath the surface. But if you go to that extra layer and say, I expect mass arrests now, you're going to be disappointed, I, like, like, exp like just forever. Always. We're asking corrupt people to fix corruption. Yeah, and the only way everything changes is by an awakening. It's like somebody put out that, you know, how this, I think and because I want to believe in hope that the end we have this v for vendetta moment where like everybody just marches and together black white straight gay male female whatever you are you, you know it's like everybody's fighting on their parallel or or down at some point we're all going to look up and go oh this is what's really fucking mm. you know there's no trans agenda out there i know you know trans aren't trying to the, the, trans aren't trying to corrupt the world they're just trying to have a job where they don't gotta sell their ass on the fucking street mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like there's no power they have no power right but these people want you to think they're there coming for your kids you know and stuff like that or the jews run everything it's not it's the same it's like this small group of people getting us all to fight with each other mm. and, and when people start to wake up to that and stop fucking arguing with people on their floor or below them that's where things start to change. And maybe that is where the high frequency beings come in and they start getting us to fucking start seeing hmm. that. I think that is, is is what the future is. And that is my hope. I wanted to see aliens with double genitals. How about that? <laughs> hey, it's well, been great. Demons, we gotta, you we want to run, you guys. Oh, Biker America. Oh, I walked them. America, get the, get the fuck off the show. Love You're you done. You're okay, off. You You've been voted off this reality show. Thanks for trying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now we're down. Now we have six contestants, seven contestants left. Who will be UFO expert of the year? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, Shit. man. Wait, so you forgot pressure. to play the Alex Jones. Oh, yeah. I had, oh. I had him muted. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Great job. <laughs> you know, I'm this is what I hear when I close my eyes at night. <laughs> <laughs> Good well, night. To, to bring it back to like trying to convert people or whatever, like I'm actually trying to do the opposite like there's people i know 
there's people I know who I don't want them to know I have a freaking podcast. Like, because yeah. when we bring up yeah. hashtag science or hashtag trust the science or whatever, like I just go along with it. I'm like, oh, that's what the science said. That's great. You know, because there's just oh. levels of like awakening and you're protecting yourself in a way. Yeah, I'm going to go on my show and not hold back, but you know, I don't want to convert. It's not an evangelical conspiracy type situation. Like I, I'm fine with the, with fewer people to be speaking with. Cause I don't like dealing with stupid people most of the time. And that's not going to be fun for you. It's like this. I imagine this kind of conversation is fun for you. Cause we're all oh, yeah. just like, like watering each other's brains. You know, if you have to do all the work, if you've got to, you should meet somebody 50, 50, 60, 40. If you're meeting somebody a hundred and they're bringing zero God, that's exhausting. Yeah. And, and there's people that are like, Oh, like you get, you get the invitation in. They're like, well, what do you really think about this? I'm like, Oh, now that you asked, I'll tell you. But right. most of the people that don't do that, I just let them, let them be, you know? I think that's the best way because you're protecting your own sanity in that sense. Cause you're going to be infinitely disappointed, just like hoping for whatever it might be, mass arrest, mass disclosure, infinite disappointment. If it doesn't happen your way, you'll also reach the same level of frustration. If you constantly try to either force this thing on people, it's better to number one, if they're interested and they ask you go ahead and, and let loose in whatever way possible. My own branding of it is, is, when I produce videos, I try and make it in such a way where if the people seek it out, the videos will be a good representation of how they themselves can replicate the steps in how I found that evidence. Am mm -hmm. I going to force that down their throats? No. However, if they ever have their curiosity peaked, they'll be able to view my presentations and you guys might take a similar style where they'll realize it's empowering to say, oh, I can find that myself. And that's awfully shady. It's awfully suspicious. So I don't go around talking about as much as I can, but if they were to somehow miraculously find my work online, I think it's a very good objective. Boring, mind you, I go across more of a lecture type of thing, but that's how you have to do it. You know, you can't always add a flash or some pizzazz to it. It is what it is. It takes a lot of research and work to know everything you guys know. You didn't just learn it in a second. This is years mm -hmm. of work and we can't mm -hmm. expect everyone to just jump to it right away because we said, but look at this piece of evidence. It's like they're not looking into it. So the best you can do, in my opinion, is just leave that door open. Come on in anytime. And you have to make sure that your house is orderly, a.k.a. the information is solid, it's tight, and it's non-debunkable. Uh, and they'll see that for themselves. And if they do try to debunk it or, or criticize it, they'll be criticizing it on a level that's not not uh addressing the evidence they'll be criticizing on oh your videos are boring yeah yeah i know that that's kind of the point you know what i mean what do you think of the info <laughs> or just make them do sam's podcast because that's what ruined me forever <laughs> <laughs> and you with we with many i bet <laughs> yeah thanks sam oh yeah you came on and talked about battle los angeles to uh so i want to ask the guys here and the ladies who are um Folk who know a lot about aliens. How many alien types do you think we've come in contact with over the time? You've always seen people break them down. There's a, there's these types, there's these types. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? The different like types seven there are? or eight types. That's a good I, question. I mean, I hear. Thank you. Thank a you. lot of the sources of this are from like really kind of old school ufology. Like I, I've seen like old 
diagrams where they show like the reptilians, then like the Nordics, then there's like the feline kind. So like, okay, I'm I'm thinking like, is this like fan fiction and just like fantasy or is this based off people's real experiences? But I mean, even when you think about like people that smoke DMT, like how many types of en- entities do they see? It's it's kind of hard to nail down. But I spoke with Kate Awakening, and uh, I, I've been meaning to listen to more of her live streams, but I did an episode with her, and she said there's like just about an alien species for every animal species on Earth, like just about like that many, which is hard to wrap your mind around, but exciting because I think about like a golden doodle species, <laughs> <laughs> like something I could pet, you know? Yeah, it's not so bad. Yeah, it could be a lot out there. You look at like go get the ball alien. <laughs> <laughs> they they I, like from preview. I mean, obvi- I think the two that we hear most of is is like grays being one, regardless of what they are. And then you've got the old like fifties, sixties. What's the name of it? Galactic Feder- uh, Federation, maybe where it's like the the Nordics or something like that. Where there's lots of eyewitness accounts of like those two. Those two stand out to me. Then you've got the what, what's the the Canadian? He was a Oh, man, he was in power. It was it a former prime minister. He was, was a it? Canadian defense minister. He That's said there was fifty six oh, different yeah. species. Right, right. Imagine just so, Canadians are species. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, he's camouflage. Just all Canadians. It's not a bad point because, like, there's a lot of UFO encounters. A lot of people who have been abducted who said, "I oh, you ran into a gray, but it looks like the grays were controlled by the insectoids, and then they were talking to the reptilians, and then they brought in a robot." And it's like you got you got like a party going on. Who who's in charge of who? Are they all part of the same hierarchy, or are they truly different off like species? It's it's tough to tell. But I think commonly there's probably like ten prominent ones, and then there's like little offshoots of like little blobs that somebody saw, but aren't really th- in popular yeah, culture. I've heard too that the grays. There'll be like 10 short grays and then like the queen or something. Yeah. There's like a taller one. Like the board queen. Yeah. Oh my God. It's to come. Gray's Anatomy, a reboot, but with just aliens. (laughs) Gray. There it is. Pitch it. Get it pitched. The hot, hot girls. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Paul Heller was his name. That, that, that just dawned on me. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, there's uh, then if we're sh- if they're shape shifting, we're all fucked. God knows what they can <laughs> turn into if that's actually has any inkling of truth. Well, yeah, I have the sense that a lot of them are like I kind of said earlier are like in the astral realm or something. And even if they are interacting with us and there might be physical symptoms or evidence or something, it just seems like you know, it's kind of like like when 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 you were talking about um, your experience, Mike, about like having the sense that there was someone in the room with you, like I've had that with sleep paralysis and that's kind of the feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm not in my physical body, but I have this other body and I'm standing in the room and what the, what the fuck is that over there? So I don't know. I, I think it goes beyond just our 3d world. Yeah. There is something to be said because Mike knows that it wasn't a dream, but let's take the examples of like, like what exactly what you just said, sleep paralysis. There's two things that are like uh, iconic with sleep paralysis. And that's the idea of, of like a presence there in the room with you. And that presence takes multiple different forms. Is it real? Is it 
your imagination just in that sleep mode it's hard to say so, so it's always very difficult to take abduction stories that that or originate from a sleeping a sleep-like state like a hypnagogic like state very seriously but again i always i was pro probably say for the hundredth time this time can't afford to say that not going to read about it uh but there is that presence there where I, I agree with you i mean there there could be all varieties and you see some of that with you know the astral realm stories of uh people ingesting uh, dmt um, or even just simple as sleep paralysis, you know, it comes in all shapes and sizes. Well, and like Sam was talking about divide and conquer, you know, all these people fighting among each other over, you know, nonsense. Uh, you hear astronauts talk about how when they see Earth from space, like they, there's something that happens to them. They're psycholo psychologically, it, it makes them, it forces them to realize how insignificant everything is. You know, like the whole history of the world, all the the Roman Empire, the you know every war battle that's ever happened happened on this small, what looks like a small little planet from space. Yeah, and yeah. I think it kind of puts things in perspective. So I think, you know, w when you're talking about the battle between e either it's religious people or people who are into supernatural stuff or whatever, and the elite, I think it's in the elite's favor to keep us looking at things from a material perspective you know it's in mm -hmm. you know it's like everything you know the, it is simple it, it can be explained trust us we'll tell you mm. and and they've almost redefined science because i mean nothing has has dug more graves for theories than science i mean science constantly keeps reinventing and re debunking itself over and over and over again but yet now we're kind of brainwashed to believe that science is this right now. What we believe right now is science and this doesn't change. And it's like, no, that's very unscientific of you to, to even say that because science is constantly changing. It's exactly. constantly reevaluating itself. It's constantly, I mean, uh, Corbett, James Corbett had a great uh, a short documentary called The Crisis of Science. And it really goes into, you know, one thing that it talked about, I don't know the, the specific uh, statistic, but a huge percentage of scientific uh, studies can't be redone. Like it's like 70 or 80 percent of them or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, they, 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 they get it published. They, it's considered science and, and, and then somebody tries to recreate it and they can't, you know, so what does that tell you? You know, so we, we end up putting our faith and this goes back into religion, right? That we put our faith into it. And, and yet uh, we, we just believe that this person with this PhD or this white robe, similar to a priest, right? Like this idea that like a priest has this moral compass beyond our understanding. Like they're, they're a superior human than us. Like we kind of look at scientists as the same way, Dr. Fauci, whoever it may be, like they can't be corrupted. Like they can't have other intentions or be a, a poor person, a moral person, you know? So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, they've done a great job tricking us uh, in, into believing that science is this thing that it really isn't. And, and that these people who believe in science or, or are selling you the science are on this pedestal where morally they're a better person, they're smarter, they're more intelligent, and you put your faith in them. So it, it's amazing how you think all these things aren't intertwined and they are all intertwined. Oh. I think we need to make merch shirts that say, don't trust the science, union of the unwanted. Oh, that's hey. a great shirt. There you go. Good idea. There you go. It's not a bad idea. There we idea. go. Let's make that. Or mistrust the people. science. Yeah. I'll see I you love Sam. you guys so much. Everybody on here, I'd love to do shows with you. Uh, so let's make that happen. Great show today. Ricky, great job. Uh, booking, great job. Midnight Mike, always a pleasure. Charlie, 
Uh, Cosmic Keys, man. I don't know your name. I just see your thing. But, man, <laughs> fun uh, talking to you. Always memory Thanks, home. Man. And uh, I'm a big Chrissy. fan of your show, too, Sam. So. Well, let's set something up. We'll all talk, man. I'd love to podcast with everybody. I love you guys very much. Sorry to be dramatic about my no. exit. But, uh, <laughs> We're all getting out of here. I love here. you guys. I'll talk to you soon. We're all getting yeah, out of here. Dude. Everyone check the, the links in the description of this video. I'll update them tomorrow with links to everyone's podcast and also the podcast. We just search for the Union of the Unwanted on iTunes or Stitcher or uh, whatever kind of podcast app we will show up. And so you can check out other people's podcasts by following links. Yeah, and if, yeah, follow the uh, the Twitter too. Twitter, yep. Instagram, Float. We're on Float. Uh, yeah, YouTube, Odyssey. What's float? Float. Oh, oh I, were you late? To, I thought it's it Float. Yeah. App. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know either, Chrissy. I, F -L -O -T -E. I, I didn't you kids and your apps. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks everybody for, for the conversation. This was a, a fun uh, change to, to uh, some of the other topics we've been constantly hitting, but we found some type of uh, relation to some of the stuff we've been talking about. So I, I think it's an important topic. And, and hopefully everybody has a great end of the year. And hopefully we'll, we'll all connect again in 2021 when it's a little better than 2020. Yeah, you know, I hope so. Look, Chrissy. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. thanks for the invite. And this was a ton of fun. Thank you. Yeah, this was great. I appreciate the invite too. And I appreciate all the viewers that were checking us out. And uh, be, for, be sure to follow Union of the Unwanted, guys. We'll do this again. Plug, yeah, plug you, uh, your shows, actually. I'll give you guys uh, the chance to plug uh, your show where they can connect with you guys if they want to. Sure. Um, I am currently on YouTube. I'm Memory Hold 2.0. I'm focusing on D Live and BitChute under the same name. So go ahead and follow me there if you're interested. Facts only. Objectivity is the way to go. And that's kind of where I'm at. Appreciate it. Please. I'm a. Or yeah, go ahead, Chrissy. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure if you said Memory Hole or Memory Hold, but it's oh, Hole. Oh yeah. H O L D. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, Chrissy Mayer podcast on all the things, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Have a good episode with Sam Tripoli. I have a good episode recently with Ricky that just came out. Um, good blend of conspiracy folks, comedians, porn stars, anyone who's interesting, really. And then, yeah, follow me at Chrissy Mayer on all the things. Yeah, and I'm uh, Co the Cosmic Keys podcast. You can find my show on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. Awesome. Thank you guys. Sweet. Thanks guys. Hey, have a great night and uh enjoy the rest of your year and I'm sure we'll we'll reconnect soon. And I'll All send right, guys the links though. You guys as well. Thank See you. guys. Bye. Bye. Take care. He's a man. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Great job.